What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Drums, Music, Life with Kevin Washington. Thank you for joining us for episode three, a dope, raw interview with my incredible parents, as my wife calls them, the cosmic duo, Donald and Faye Washington. How do I describe my parents? Hmm. Well, they are truly cosmic griots in their own right. They have poured love and music into countless youth over 40 years between Detroit and Minneapolis, having been music educators and band directors in both cities. In fact, my mother, Faye, was my sixth grade band director at Nolan Middle School in Detroit, Michigan. Here's a bit of Washington family trivia. My mother is actually the one who taught me my rudiments on drums. My dad, Donald, is the one who taught me to take the technical aspects of music and carve it into something cosmic, freeing, more meaningful expression of my soul. I am so grateful for the people in my life who love and guide me. So there you have it. A brief introduction to the amazing people who gave me life and who gave many, many other young black artists a galaxy of music. In this episode, I am going to share the love in the form of my parents with you. This love took place right at their kitchen table as so much of our healing, learning and growing has centered me, my wife and one of my daughters went over on a hot summer day to tap into their wisdom, love, and history. Here's the first of what I hope to be many great conversations with my parents that I want to share with you. Enjoy. I said this on the radio, and I think Danny heard me say this. I can't remember. It may have been on your birthday. You know, and I and I played Kevin's Blues, and I didn't play it just because it was Kevin's Blues. I just like, it's my favorite song on the album because of how it was done. Mm. And you said what you said. Here's the melody. That's it. Mm. Go from there. And we played. And that melody came out. Y'all did the harmonies natural. You didn't say, play harmony here. Play harmony there. It just happened. Kevin, I think about that sometimes <laughs> when I hear it. Man. And, it's, and I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Because y'all do something on, uh, as, uh, that, that ballad on there, Yusef Latif plays, uh, if you can see me now. Yeah. Man, when, the group when, came in as an ensemble, man. It was all like it was written. Right. Uh-huh. And that's what I mean by this song. It sounded like we had planned everything and none of that, nothing in that song was planned. Nothing. Nothing. And that's why I love that song. And there's so many people out here that have a hard time doing that. They don't know how to do that. They say, play what? Just play. Right. Play what? <laughs> Just play. If you have to growl in the, if you have to throw a stick at the drum, play. And how that song ended up is actually amazing to me. And you actually, mom, were the one that set Cash's up. 
Mm-hmm. You set them up. <laughs> it was, and I real, I just now, I'm just now realizing it. It's what you played toward the end of your solo, and Cassius went from there. Oh yeah. And I'm like, this is one of the greatest alto solos ever in the history of alto. <laughs> And, and uh, we seen, we heard a lot of stuff, right, right? Right. You know, Charlie Parker, the goat, Jackie McLean. Jackie McLean. Everybody saw. Oh, he plays out of tune. Jackie McLean's a goat. I remember the first time I saw Jackie McLean when I was a kid. Didn't even know who he was at the time. That's a whole nother story. We've seen some great people. We've seen and heard great solos. Miles Davis got some of them. Uh, Freddie Hubbard definitely have some of them, you know, and the list goes on John Coltrane. But but what I'm doing here is highlighting the people that the nation don't know who people are. Mm -hmm. That's just as good as the names that I just mentioned Mm -hmm. that are. I would say the celebrity, they are celebrity. They're just as good. As Jackie, just as good as the legend. And that solo, sometimes I just listen to that song, not to hear me solo, Uh not to hear how James took a left turn to stay away from Cash's solo, (laughs) just to hear Cash's solo. It's incredible. And, And then sometimes I'll turn it off after that, you know, but everything in the song is brilliant. With everyone, with Dad's solo, with your solo, Mom, with James Carter's solo. What James did was brilliant. He had to take a left turn because Cassius set it off. Um, it, it got to the point I didn't even really want a solo in the song, but it it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Jeff solo, Jeff Bailey soloed. But at the end of that song, every time I hear it, I'm like, I'm amazed by this song. Nothing was planned. Yeah, I called Jeff. After I listened to this, I listened to him periodically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was also saying, yeah, everybody played better than me. No, <laughs> no, your solo was your solo was very important. Yeah, well, you everybody at, just did a every, different every, thing. It was different. Yeah. And everybody's solo is important.
about in this episode 2002 release Donald Washington and the New Day Blues Band featuring James Carter and Cassius Richmond the order of solos was Donald Washington Faye Washington Cassius Richmond James Carter a little bit of bass my man Jeff Bailey and yours truly on the drums now back to this amazing episode so <laughs> that's why uh, Uber Dogs is a part of this too you know I'm, I uh, Tony Holland first took me up to Uber Dogs he said you got a person that I need to meet like, you know that Friday night thing well, y'all know what it is so I don't have to explain it mm-hmm. and uh, you just walk in you play Right, mm-hmm. and he didn't even, he didn't have his strings on the bass no. tuned to the conventional That's another way, thing. you know. When Raphael Garrett right. visited us, we took him up to Uber Dogs, and, and he said he was sitting there listening, because we played Raphael sitting on the sofa. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you know, the bass player did He got up and played the bass, and it tripped him out. Because <laughs> he, he was used to, to the... Uh, E-A-D-G. The standard, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these took the doop dog. It was different after that. And as far as the other stuff, you know, that's I was greatly influenced by Roscoe Mitchell too in terms of presenting music the way he, the, the way he did it. You know what I mean? And and I knew from the first day that this dude was serious. I just met him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we played down the community arts in Detroit. You know, and when y'all was talking, I thought about Roscoe when you were talking about the sounds. Mm-hmm. And you were saying water and stuff coming down the drain. Mm-hmm. 
we played a song that day called The Water Song. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was my first Andrea's Rain Stick. Is that the name of it? No, that's, that's another one. of them. That's, that's the a, one that's a that different, I was talking okay, about. Okay, that's a different okay, one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just remember. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, Dad, you told me a story a long time ago that still sticks with me because I was asking both of you, what were you doing in your life? You know, when Malcolm X was out, when Martin Luther King was out, and that's a whole nother concept. But you said when you first saw, quote unquote, Envoy Guard music, free music, cosmic music, whatever you want to call it. I like the I like the term cosmic music. You said when you saw uh, Roscoe Mitchell for the first time, you lost your mind because. <laughs> Let me do a little history of you. You're from one, Mobile, Alabama, the dirty, 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 dirty South. So your music upbringing, of course, is black music. Born in 39, right? Yes. 39. So you went through the pop rock days. What's his name? Jordan was the alto player's name? In Mobile. No, uh, you used to, Louis Jordan. Yeah. You used to play that a lot, that type of music. And then you got the rock. You saw you saw it all, the rock. But you from the South, so you got that chit- Chitlin circuit. So you listened to a lot of the blues. And then Motown happened. But I well, remember something happened from, for all that in terms of uh, what I was listening to. When I was, when I was growing, growing up, man, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I used to look at the hit parade. There wasn't none but white folks on there. Mm-hmm. But at that time, you weren't looking at it like that. You know, I was attracted to music. You know what I mean? Right. That's what it was about. You know, well, and uh, that's I like Doris Day. Right. You know, I mean, I heard all this stuff. It wasn't all black. You right, know? right, right. I think I might have heard them before the blues, you know. But then I go down to the theater sometimes, they'd be playing... Uh, uh, these blues singers on the jukebox <laughs> in these country town, you know. And it's one of them uh, I used to visit. I don't think I'd go down there now because all my friends is passing away. Mm-hmm. One just passed Wednesday. You know, he was a high school buddy now. <laughs> Going way back. And uh, and I've been thinking about him because his wife, I heard his wife was blind now. You know, I, mean, I know her too. And she was about two years younger than me. You know, and you know, when the I tell people my compositions, when I play, I think of people, I don't think of the notes. <laughs> Unless I'm at the Capri Vance. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> A lot of them are looking at me, what the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> oh, boy. But, but anyway, yeah, I, I heard a lot of different music coming up, but I was just naturally attracted to music. You know I, mean? I didn't know. I used to go with my friend for saxophone lessons. Herbert Stewart, I thought about him this morning. And uh, he played the saxophone. Uh, you know, this is for the age of nine. And I say, you know, I used to go to the lessons with him. So I'll be sitting outside, you know, in the south, the windows be open, you know. Listen to them have his lesson, you know. And, uh, so, yeah, I was just attracted to music. So I just, he wasn't black, he wasn't white, it was music. And uh, that was, uh, and I'm still like that, you know what I mean? Because you know my hobby is listening to CDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost, most of the time you hear me playing some music. Not because I'm trying to learn anything, but I still hear stuff I didn't hear 
I first, you know, you, you know, you, and it's still new, right? Especially when you listen to John Coltrane, <laughs> you know, and uh, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's it's still new. Now, I remember when Melikar Fables came here for a concert. We was playing at the University of Minnesota. Uh, he uh, copped that. Mm-hmm. Copped what? In terms of the freedom of his art, you know, he was, you know, he he was in that thing with the AACM and uh, he was one of the main members. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've I've always said over the years that I'm just amazed at you coming from the deep deep south <laughs> and you listening to all this jazz and blues and you know, I mean mm-hmm. the jazz you know and John Coltrane and Miles Davis and all that mm-hmm. where did that come from it, you know, well first of all you know like I said a few minutes had, ago yeah, yeah. I'm naturally attracted to music right. you know, I can I, I wouldn't have said this younger days you know mm-hmm. I mean, now that I can look back I can see I was just attracted if right. I heard some music yeah. I would stop right not just listening, passing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I was and listen. I heard a live band in Chicago. I was the blues band too, right around the corner from where I lived in the Ida B. Webb Extension Project. <laughs> right, and somebody was they was playing some live music inside of one of them houses there, you know. And uh, I sat there, I just stopped and hung around. Hoping I could get in to see him. <laughs> and I was young then, you know, I wasn't more than about 12, 13, 14. But uh, until my grandfather played, Jim Bell played the violin, which I've never heard him. And Jim Bell, right, the violin stayed on the wall. And, you know, I was going to get it refurbished, but, you know. Who did he play for? You, you told me that. Who did well, he... other grandfather, Pal, who met Pal, I was Samadel to her husband. And, uh, Pal, he, he used to talk to me. He was one of the elders, just, you know, we talked. You know I mean? He said, they used to come get your granddaddy, the white people. He said, they used to come pick him up and take him to play somewhere, you know. What I mean? And now, then, when, I, when I see some of these, especially those uh, country and western things you see on TV sometimes now, and them dudes be playing them violin, it reminds me of my, my grandfather, mm. you know. And I assume he must have had to be good if they come to get him. Right, play for parties. <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah, the dances. Yeah. And, and uh, I, but I never heard him. Mm-hmm. And even Hazel came to see Bird Train School now at uh, Remus Robinson, where it started. And one thing she said to me later, but it reminded her of uh, her dad oh, playing the violin. Go, you know, we had Rosalind Elkins, Takora Robinson. <laughs> All right, and they were playing violin, you know. And she that's what that reminded of her of, you know. Mm-hmm. Tell me your experience when you first saw this cosmic music when you saw Roscoe Mitchell for the first time. Uh, that was amazing. You know, that, that, that is part of who I am now, you know. And, and I did a lot of things uh, that we did when Roscoe was here, after, you know. And Tony, he already met him. That's why he was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, for a concert. They met him at Michigan State when they was going there. Tony, uh, William Tony, Kenny, Kenny Green. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and 
I think Roscoe had come here before I met him at mm -hmm. Michigan State and did some things, you know. And I don't know the other business aspects of it, but so we had a 12-hour rehearsal. I thought that that was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I mean, literally, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. I remember you telling me that story, and I'll never forget your facial expression. Oh, you know, you going through the trying to get a gig. What would you say? What was it? B.B. King? Oh, yeah, I asked him for a job. <laughs> yeah, in Mobile. And then going through all that and the diversity of music that you were around, mm -hmm. but I had never seen your facial expression look like that when you first saw that type of music. I'll never forget it. it you said, I remember you said something, it blew me away mm -hmm. to see that. And then as a child, to see it for myself at a very young age. And I look back and I didn't understand it at the time. Now I'm older. I'm blown away. You know, it's a whole nother level. And I particularly can't play that music with just anybody. Be honest with you. No, you can't. No, you can't. You know, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a certain amount of, uh, how can I say, spiritual aspect that you have yeah, to have, right, yeah. you know, and if you don't have it, it don't come out right. And is all of it great? No, some of it is annoying, but that goes with every genre of music, you know. Um, I come from a, like a completely different background mm -hmm. as far as music is concerned. I was deep and steered into the classical thing. You know, I studied opera. I studied flute with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra's uh, piccolo player, you know. But still, I came to this when you used to rehearse at the house. Mm. At the, uh, you know, mm, on, the Braille. on Braille. Mm -hmm. Right. That's when, you know, I started focusing in on saying, oh, wow. It just pulled me down there. You know, mm -hmm. I was playing flute and you guys came over, you know, practice down in the basement. You just, just free. Every you Monday. Know. Who, what, what day? Every Monday. It was Monday. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I, then it just pulled me down there and then all of a sudden I started playing too. Sure <laughs> so, okay, mom, you don't even realize the deepness of what you just said, which most people, in your area won't even touch. Now, we running this podcast, people. I got to tell a little quick history about my mom. Mom is born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Now, you just heard her say she also did the, the classical. What she didn't say, she's an opera singer, too, and it was excellent. She is top-notch, people. Here's a little taste. This is Faye Washington giving us the most beautiful Ave Maria you've ever heard in this life. I want to send this up for my wife's mother, who is guiding us from the next life.
Um, so she just said, I come from the classical world. I've seen it. I witnessed it. But let's be real. Let's be 100 percent that most people from her area wouldn't even think or dare play cosmic music or even jazz or even blues because they thought they were too good for everybody. They thought what they were doing was better than everybody. But mom, you was open enough to be like, wow, what is this over here? That's deep. And I'm, I'm going on majority here. What most people are would do and what they think, because those people are dang ready. Your spirit was ready at that moment. And so here here's another story. I'm jealous of both of them because, first of all, my dad saw John Coltrane live. Number two, my mom is from what? Detroit. So she saw the beginning of Motown. She just had the audacity to just throw in, oh, yeah, I saw the Jackson 5 at a state fair. Like, that's not even fair. <laughs> it's not even fair. Oh, I saw I saw Stevie Wonder at this like really? Oh, our life suck. Y'all had it. Y'all had the best. I mean, explain more to that. You told me that. I, I, I remember all these stories. But you don't be thinking about it like right. that. You're doing right. It, you just, you just, like I say, you just be living your life. And, uh, Faye was attracted to it too. Yeah. Right. You know, like I was. Mm -hmm. You know. You know. I didn't know nothing about music. I was just. It was attracted. Just. All right. You know, it, it, to a point of it moved me, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then they had the bonus. Uh, my father stole me from my mother and, and from, uh, you know, <laughs> brought me to Detroit to actually stay, you know. Yeah. I, knew that I thought time. you went to Chicago first. Did I say Chicago? You said Detroit. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cut! Okay. <laughs> 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 I can still see my mother today after all these years standing at that train station crying at that train pulled out. You know what I mean? And that really hurt me too, boy. And, uh, so yeah, when dad brought me on to Chicago, but I also thought it was a good thing after I grew up, thought back on it enough, you know. And I don't know what I would have done in Mobile in terms of my career and stuff, you know what I mean? And, uh, that wasn't the kind of town I wanted to be in. Daddy didn't want me to leave from down there. I told him I was going, you know, and uh, and giving all the real. I told him just just wasn't here what I really wanted. I said if I can't play the music, at least I can go see somebody. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Couldn't do that in Mobile. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they had faded out. They had some really really superb black musicians down there though, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm still in touch with one slightly. Joe Lewis, that's his name. You played with Joe Lewis. I remember that. Right. Yeah, he was. Um, um, going back to you, Mom, and so what made you be like, wow? Because it wasn't the spirituality of the music? It must have been, because, yeah. you know, I, it, it, nobody told me to go and do it, you know? Mm -hmm. it, was this, it, it, it just attracted me. You know, I'd be upstairs roaming around and doing whatever he'd do in, in, in the household, you know. And then, you know, those musicians came over and they started playing. I just heard all this different, these different sounds, you know. 
I said, hmm, shoot, I can do that. <laughs> and then, so I just got my flute out, and then, you know, and I always like uh, experimenting with different instruments. So I got my flute out, I played that, and then, shoot, Donald encouraged me to play the saxophones, and so I got the alto saxophone out, and just started playing, just started blowing, just started playing, and and one thing about you playing this music, you don't just go off on your own, go off on on your own tangent, you know. If you you're gonna communicate with the other musicians, that's when it's good, you know. Because a lot of people think just playing free is just blowing mm-hmm. here and there, boom, bop, blop, blop, de doop, and you know, and, mm-hmm. and 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 that's it. But no, you have to make music out of it. And and if you truly connect it, that spirituality will come through. If you truly connect it, and you really do have to, you can't, like you say, you can't just play with anybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have that. So mm-hmm. you, you, you can't just play with anybody. And so you know when you've connected, and, and it just leaves you feeling a certain way, you know, after, after you're done, you know. Like, I... And when we have a concert or something like that, I always say it takes me a couple of days to come down mm-hmm. from after I played something really that I really felt inside. It's like you'd be preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Amen. And there you go. In my modern day, uh, there are two individuals. As of 2020 or 2019, 2020, this is 2020, that I don't care how much money I get paid after the show because I know spiritually I'm going to be lifted. And that's what's more important. Number one is playing with my family, playing with mom and dad, you know, or your group. Dad. And Baba Tunde is another one. Yeah, and Baba Tunde understands it because of the people that he's played with. He's played with Pharaoh Sanders, yeah. who's one of, you know, who I call him. Look, there's people that are, okay, we can do it in movie term, Jedi Knights, that are truly Jedi Knights, or who are the shamans, the modern-day shamans, or the modern-day griots. I'm cons- I am now comfortable to call myself a modern day griot. It's time to accept it. I've always known it. It's- Elders have been telling me, Bruce Henry has been telling me, and I didn't accept it. And now I'm accepting it. And yeah, you, mama, my mama has told me, my wife, Danny over here has told me, and now I am okay with it. I'm accepting it. Now, in our generation, I got to put Bob Marley there. Bob Marley's one of them. Of course, John Coltrane is the king of all, and his 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 wife uh, Alice. You know, uh, I got to put Jimi Hendrix there. It was something about that man. Yeah, it was something about that man. And um, but anyone who touched John Coltrane, like Pharaoh Sanders, Eric Dolphy, the AACM, the whole list. So you know, Roscoe Muha. Um, Don Moye, uh, Henry Threadgill, uh, Fred Hopkins, the list goes on. Anthony Braxton, the list goes on. Douglas Ewer. Douglas Ewer. <laughs> you know, um, hit, what did I already said Henry yeah. Threadgill, um, uh, Ornette Coleman. Yeah. Where 
these people are just now getting praise in magazines. You know, I don't want to say the names right now because I don't know what's up with the copywriting with this, but who they should have been praised then. And so me coming up with your coming together with dad's background and mom's background, how it's completely different and how it came together I am the human being that I am today because of it. And I know it wasn't easy. It's not easy being a parent. I had to learn that for myself because I'm a parent and I know it wasn't easy. And I know y'all went to struggles and I know y'all went to struggle because I know more than you thought I did. I paid attention, <laughs> you know, you know, when the light got cut off, whatever, but it made me a diverse musician. You know, I'm going to be honest. I get bored playing with one music. I get bored. I can't play just one style of music. And so everything you've played in my life. So in, in the household, you got two completely different musicians, two different backgrounds. So I've seen best of both sides of the world. How dad taught us jazz, but at the same time, I'm coming up in a young generation. I'm like second, third generation hip hop. So I'm listening to and learning all the old music that was before me, but and the current music while I'm five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So all the rap, I said rap because that's what we called it. We didn't even call it hip hop yet until way later. So I'm like second, third generation hip hop. So meaning all the popular music on the radio of all the R&B and so all that is instilled in me from Donny Hathaway, Aretha Franklin, uh, Mahalia Jackson, but then Duke Ellington, Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, Miles Davis, Earth, Wind and Fire. Then I lost my freaking mind when I found Jimi Hendrix in your record collection. I'm like, oh my God, who is this? What, Dad, you didn't tell me? Oh, Dorothy Ashby was another one that I freaked out about. I'm like, Dad, why you didn't play this one enough? I mean, you, I mean, you had so many records of both between the both of you. It was hard to get through the whole, all the records. You know, some of that stuff I didn't even get to until I was a teenager. And then remembering Cassius, James, coming to the house, sifting through the record collection. We, I mean, you got, you had stuff from Richard Pryor, Red Bill Fox. Cosby, <laughs> Red Fox. I heard all this stuff. Then you used to play... Um, you know, Malcolm X record, uh, Martin Luther King record. This stuff is instilled in me. Then, um, what was it, the song, uh, Wake Up Everybody? I mean, yeah. I didn't realize how, yeah, I didn't realize how deep that song was yeah. until right. I was in my late teens yeah. or early 20s. And I'm, I'm driving one day, really listening, I'm like, this song is deep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad used to wake me and Donna up to this song in the morning, every morning for a long time. And all that stuff molds who you are. And if you do fall in a negative situation or you, you know, you do some undisciplined things in your life, when you have certain things like that, it's easier to get back on track back on track to self-love.
back on track to being who we once were. Healing divinity back on track to self-love and peace. Well, we have come to the end of episode three with Donald and Faye Washington. I want to thank them for being a part of this. I want to thank them for raising me, raising me the best way that they can. Having them, you know, they surrounded me by some of the greatest people not understanding that when I was young and now I'm at the age of 45 I'm really realizing that now now I'm going back thanking all of them all my elders on what they have showed me through life we must do this for each other we must do this for each other but in closing I always want to shout out our community partner, Walker West Academy, the best place in the Twin Cities and beyond to engage in a beautiful exchange of music education rooted in the African-American experience. Walker West Music Academy is really working hard to fill our lives with music. They have a wide range of classes offered online, appealing to everybody from toddlers to elders. Walker West also offers instruction in a wide range of instruments, as well as voice. Walker West Music Academy is dedicated in educating, supporting, and uplifting the community, local, and global. Check out their website at www.walkerwest.org or find them on Facebook. All right. Another episode of Drums, Music, Life is out there in the world. Thank you for continuing to ride with me. If you like what you hear in Drums, Music, Life, tell all your friends far and wide to join us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iHeartRadio and download to catch all the new episodes. You can also listen to Drums, Music, Life on Overcast, Castro, Pocket Cast, and Cast Box. Thank you again. See you next time on the next ride. Peace. Peace.